This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 241. friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Today it's just me, so hopefully you've missed me for the past couple of weeks when I've been doing the pod swapping. I hope that you liked that. Um, If you did, great. Let me know. If you didn't, also let me know so I know whether to do that again. Um, But I really did like Dr. Steve O'Ely, so I'm hoping that you did as well. As promised, today I want to tell you about my latest travels and talk about some life lessons that we can learn from traveling. The stressors, the planning, the packing, the navigating, all the things that come up when you're traveling with family and friends, and all the things that come up with travel, right? There always is something, and I think there's lessons to be learned from all of it. So today, that is what I'm going to talk about. Before we get into that, I want to encourage you to try some life coaching with me. I offer a free introductory session for you that you can find on my website. And if you have never tried getting coached, I would highly recommend it. Life coaching is life changing for sure. It will not solve all your problems, but it will give you the tools and the insight into your own Chihuahua brain to help you reach your goals, become a better leader, handle stress more easily, reduce your anxiety, and create some lasting change. So go to my website and sign up for that free coaching. The website is juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. I guess you've heard me say that before. Also, I want to let you know something very exciting. My book is almost ready for publication and I'm thrilled. I can't wait to share it with you. It's been a labor of love and a labor for sure. It's taken way longer than I ever thought it would take to get that thing out. But I talked to my cover designer today and she thinks it'll be ready very soon and I hope to have it up for sale on my website and on Amazon in by the latest mid-September. So it's been a long process and I just want you to read it. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. And it's got a lot of tools in there that I know you will love. The book title is Love Your Veterinary Life and it contains stories from my journey in vet med to vet med, some life coaching advice from me, exercises that you can do for yourself to change the way you think, and design your veterinary life in and outside of work because you know that that's what it's all about. It's not about just our work. We are veterinarians, but we're people first, human beings with that unique worthiness that I love to talk about. So I'm so excited about this book. And if you want to get notified when it comes out, just send me an email. I'll, I'll make up an email list to give you a notification when it comes out. And I'll be sure to get you one of the first copies. Uh, my email is jacapeldvm at gmail.com. Anytime you want to comment on the podcast, anytime you have a question for me, please feel free to send me an email. I'm open to all of it. Okay, so let's talk about traveling and how expanding our horizons can hold amazing life lessons for us if we are open to learning them. So just a little background. 
Earlier in the year, I began to plan a trip to Italy with my family. I had Italy on my wish list for years, and I really wanted to do it with my kids if possible. We had originally planned to go in 2020, but as we all know, COVID took that trip down. So this year, we finally decided that we could all make it, and we wanted to make it happen because all the kids, and by that I mean my daughter, her husband, my son and his girlfriend, were all available at the end of July, early August. They all had breaks in their schedules. So I wanted them all to be able to go with me. And even though they say it's too hot in Italy in the summer, we decided to choose those weeks just because they were available for us. So that's one of my first lessons for you is take the opportunity when you can, because if you don't do it, things like COVID come up and then three years later, we're still planning this trip, right? So once we started the planning, my husband Scott decided that he would rather not go. He really had no interest in Italy. He doesn't like tourist traps. He doesn't like a lot of people. And he just wasn't into the overseas travel idea. So I contacted my best friend from uh, junior high school and asked her if she would like to go along. And she gladly accepted. So that was really exciting for me. So once we all agreed on the dates, the next and probably the most stressful job was to actually plan the details of the trip. We wanted to see as much as possible in our 12 days, and we wanted to get all the history. My daughter wanted a cooking class. We wanted to do wine tours. We wanted to do boat tours. We wanted everything. And so that was kind of intimidating. When you have six people to plan for and plan with, everyone has their own idea about what the trip should be like and what the trip should look like and how we should plan it. So the first and most important lesson that I think we can learn from traveling is forget about the rigid plans and embrace everything. Embrace the change. I'm one of those people that hates to worry about details and I like things to be kind of taken care of before I leave on my vacation. I really don't like kind of deciding in the moment, especially when there's a lot of things that we want to see and things that we don't want to miss. So I want to have everything detailed out, the sites we want to see, the tickets planned ahead of time, all my ducks in a row, so to speak. So I'm sure some of you can relate to that. I'm not most one of the most detailed persons, but when I'm traveling a trip, I want it all planned out. So this is one of the reasons that I was a little anxious about planning this Italy trip, because I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know anything about, you know, the, the I knew the, about the sites to see, but I didn't know about planning it. And I didn't want to stress on the trip if I didn't have things planned out like I pictured. So a few weeks before we were ready to leave, something actually did happen. Well, let me start with this. We found a tour company that would actually design our trip for us. So we could tell them what we wanted to do and then they could help us get all the tickets and get all the drivers and all the things that I was nervous about. So kudos to my, um, my son's girlfriend, Samantha. She found this company and they were really excellent. So if anybody's planning a trip to Italy, let me know and I will give you the name of that company. They were great. Um, But I didn't want to stress once we got on the trip. Before we left for the trip, we had it all planned 
and just a few weeks before we were ready to leave back in June, my daughter was offered a huge job opportunity for the summer at Glimmerglass Opera. Now, if you don't know anything about opera, you don't know about Glimmerglass, but if you have an opera background, you'll know that it's one of the premier summer festivals in the United States. And it was something that she couldn't turn down. She had been applying um, for several years and hadn't gotten in, and so this year they called her and wanted her to be in. And it was kind of a last minute thing. So then our plans had to change. And it took my trip down to four people, or we would have to decide to cancel and reschedule. Now, when this happened, I was really kind of sad and depressed about it because I had this big story in my head about how great this trip was going to be because both my kids were going to be with me. And I had this idealistic view of all the fun we were going to have and all the togetherness we were going to have because both my kids live out of state and I don't get to see them every day. So I had this big story, right? And this is what happens to most of us. We have this thing built up in our heads so huge that when something happens to pull it off track, even the slightest amount, we get depressed about it. We get upset about it. We have this story in our head that it should have been perfect. So I was tempted to think that my trip had been ruined by this unexpected change. But once I sat down and thought about my daughter's opportunity, it was an amazing opportunity that she had this opera festival and it was going to be great for her and her husband. I decided to change my thinking about it and decided that this is the way this trip was always supposed to be. And now I have the opportunity to plan a second trip when we got back from Italy to go to upstate New York and see Glimmerglass and see all the operas. And then I could spend a week with my daughter as well as the week in Italy with my son. So I kind of took the opportunity of being upset and depressed and kind of frustrated about the whole thing to make the best of it. And so that is something that I really want you to think about when you start to have these grandiose plans of how great the trip is gonna be and how much everyone's gonna love it, remember that things will happen. And as we say, and as the life coaches say, that life is half good and half bad, right? So we have to expect something's gonna go wrong. And so when it does, don't get all bent out of shape about it. Don't get anxious about it. When we, are, when we were on our trip in Italy, also, there were days that changed. We had this whole tour planned out. We had guides booked for every day, all these touristy things to do. And there were days when we were tired and we wanted to skip our guided tours and just maybe lay on the beach and relax or just sit in the hotel room even because it was really hot in Italy and we needed a little downtime in the afternoon. So my motto became while I was there, just go with the flow and be present in each moment as it comes. If you're too rigid and you get upset about little changes, it will end up changing your mindset and you'll miss out on all the good stuff. So when we were supposed to have a boat tour of Cinque Terre and it ended up being really windy, so no boats were sailing, we were forced to change our plans last minute. So we decided to make the best of it and spent our time shopping and hanging out in the little different towns. And then we got some chairs on the beach and just sat on the beach. It was really windy, but it was also very beautiful because the waves were coming in. And so we didn't get to see the cities from the water, but we definitely got to see them on foot. And we decided to just keep our brains from thinking negative thoughts 
and just make the changes in the schedule and don't worry about the money, don't worry about anything. I, I found myself even getting a little bit worried about, well, what about the tour guides that were canceling? You know, they, they won't get to give their tour for the day. And then I just laughed and said, oh, well, they're going to get paid anyway. So why would they care? <laughs> they probably are happy to have a day off. So the trip is always more amazing and relaxing if you just are prepared for change and enjoy the change. So traveling teaches us how to change better and adapt. And that is a skill that we all need to practice in our daily lives, right? Whether you're at home with kids or whether you're at work in a busy veterinary practice, relaxing into the change and with the change is a great life lesson from traveling. Another lesson that traveling can teach us is about our personal growth. There's nothing like stepping out of your comfort zone, opening up your mind to new lessons, no matter how old you are or where you've been in the world. I spent several months before the trip studying Italian, the Italian language, on Babbel, and then I started watching YouTube videos, and it was tough. I hadn't taken a language since I was in college, and so it was really challenging for me, but I loved it when the few times that I got to say one or two words in Italy and the Italians were able to understand me at least a little bit, or I was able to read the menus or the signs, it was so fun because I was like, oh, I actually learned something new. And I know in vet med, we do have to learn new things all the time, but if you can get out of that vet med mindset and teach yourself something new with traveling or just new in general, it will challenge your brain in a different way. And it's never a waste of time. It always allows you to grow as a human and I was also, I learned this on my trip, that I was able to practice my patience with myself because as I was learning this new language, I was stumbling, right? They would have tests and I would fail and I would get the word wrong and I would get the words mixed up and the words that sounded similar started with the same letter I would confuse. And so I would get kind of mad at myself. Um, but it always allowed me to grow and be more patient with myself. When you're traveling, when you're on a tour and there's lots of people in Rome, it was super hot. So we were sweating and I'm not very patient about sweating um, unless I'm working out. But standing there in a big crowd of people and just feeling the sweat run off your face and down your legs, it was really awful. Um, but it was it was an exercise in patience and just staying present. So that part of travel is very important to your personal growth and it can help you in many areas of your life if you're just open to the challenge. Traveling also can teach us to enjoy experiences over things. Now we did a lot of shopping while we were over there, but I really found myself not being that interested. I, I still bought stuff for sure, but it wasn't the highlight of my trip like it used to be. When I was younger, I used to love buying all the tchotchkes and all the you know crazy souvenirs from every place. And in Italy, it was similar, but I found myself doing things like just buying postcards with the pretty photos from the area so that I could scrapbook them. It wasn't about the shopping, it was just about the experience, watching my friends shop, watching the people coming out of the shops, trying to interact with the people when we tried to you know, look at something or order something. One of the greatest lessons that you'll learn through travel is that you don't need a lot to be happy. It's not your car, it's not the phone that you're carrying in your 
pocket. It's not the clothing that you wear. That's not what makes us happy. It's the experiences. I read about a study that was published in the Journal of Psychological Science, which showed that experiences provide more lasting happiness than material possessions. And I definitely agree with that. Just being there with my son and experiencing travel through his eyes because he is an avid traveler and very experienced. Being with my girlfriend who I hadn't hung out with for that length of time in probably years because we see each other a lot but to see each other day in and day out like we did when we were in college was really an excellent experience and that's what lasting happiness is all about the things that you buy the things that you see you know things that we think are going to bring us happiness don't there is another study that showed that 74 percent of people would rather have experiences than things. And I think that's true, right? So when you travel, you will get stronger bonds with the people that you're traveling with, even if you have some conflict. You'll create lasting memories and you'll take lots of pictures. I took hundreds of pictures. And so those memories, those experiences, I'll have to look back on as long as I live. Another thing that occurred to me was how small the world is and how enjoyable people are. People watching was one of the things that I enjoyed the most. It was so interesting. There were people there from all over the world and I got a kick out of watching them interact, trying to listen to what language they were speaking and trying to guess what language or where they were from. Um, the travelers that we met, the tour guides that we met were all lovely and they were open to helping us and they were open to helping us learn about their culture, about their history and the people from all over the world were just doing what people do. They were there enjoying the sights, enjoying their families just like we were. So they were immersing themselves in this new and different culture. They were all struggling with the language. We struggled with the language differences. And just having some of the shop people laugh at the pronunciations that I would try, some of the Italian words that I thought I knew, it was disarming and it allowed me to laugh at myself. And There was even this young guy um, at the gelato counter when we went to this um, special gelato shop. It was supposed to be the best in the area and I tried to order stracciatella stracciatella I'll say it the best I can and he made me pronounce that name over and over again he would laugh and he would shake his head no and he'd kind of wag his finger at me he'd be like no and he would say it and then he would make me say it again and it was really funny I think I had to say it like six times before he actually gave me my gelato but stracciatella stracciatella However you say it is now my favorite flavor of gelato because I'm going to learn how to say it. And if I'm not saying it right and you're Italian, please correct me. But I'm trying really hard. And it, it was so fun. Like he just laughed at me and it, it was just a funny, funny experience. It was just interesting to see how many people differ in the way they live their lives. And I was most surprised to see how the Italian people treat their downtime. Their downtime, their mealtime their luxury time was the most important. They didn't rush like we do. We were always the, the first ones at the restaurant at lunchtime, the first ones at the restaurant at dinner time, and we always ate like, you know, like we didn't have time to sit there. And the Italians just slowed us down. 
They explain to us that, look, we don't eat fast and we don't eat till late. We don't start dinner till 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night. You Americans do everything too quickly and don't enjoy the moment. And so we were encouraged to slow down and really have a good time like the Italian people do. We even met a really wonderful couple from Canada. So shout out to all my Canadian friends. And we met them at the beach in Cinque Terre and we spent a lot of time with them for one afternoon. And they told us all about their trip through Spain, their experiences there, then their trip through Italy. They were kind of going in the opposite direction that we went. So we were on our way north, they were on their way south. And it was just really fun to hear about their trip and get their advice. They told us about restaurants that they had visited that we should see, things that we should do. Um, and it was just really fun meeting and interacting with people. And that is what adds richness to our life. It was so interesting. And here is a tip for you veterinary people out there that are always worried about people asking you what you, you do. I was in Italy for 12 days. Not one person asked me what I did for a living. Not one. It was so interesting. They just assumed I was a tourist, and here I was. So they asked me about my relationships with the people that were with me. You know, how do you relate to this woman? How do you relate to the, these two young people? And I would say, this is my son. This is my son's girlfriend. This is my best friend from, you know, junior high school, and we've known each other for years. And, but they never asked me what I did for a living. So if you want to get away from that question, go on a trip. Go on a touristy trip somewhere that nobody knows what you do and you can get away from people asking you veterinary questions. And that's a big bonus, right? Just getting away from your job. Traveling, studies show, also increases your ability and your capacity to try new things. I rode on multiple trains, which is something that I don't do at home because I live in the suburbs and so I don't ride trains or subways or anything like that on a regular basis. I ate incredible foods there that I never have tried before. I let go of my preconceived notions and I just tried everything. I also learned to cook pasta from scratch with an authentic Italian chef and that was really exciting because that's something that I don't do well. If you know me, I, you will have heard that I'm not a great cook, but it was fun to learn and it actually tasted great. So we did a really good job. So trying new things when you travel is part of that personal growth that you get from traveling. And as you're trying new things, you'll be surprised how many ideas that you'll get about how to change your life at home. How do you want to do things differently at home? I had all these epiphanies there. Oh, I'm going to try this at home. I'm going to do that. I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. And that's why you're getting the benefit of this because I thought, you know, all the things I'm learning over here, everybody else needs to think about. And so it sparks new ideas. It helps you become a better person in general. And that's what it did for me. The other thing that traveling can expose you to is history. The history that we experienced. And Italy has a lot of history, right? We would all agree to that. But it's different than the history that we learn here in the U.S. Europe and other parts of the world have old history. We learned about the Roman Empire, all these lessons that it teaches us if we're inclined to listen seeing the buildings, seeing the old art, the objects, 
thinking about what people went through hundreds and hundreds of years ago humbles you. The way they lived, the way that they had to cope, the way they made their living. Even when times are difficult here, if you think about how people used to live, it will make you more grateful for what you have today. Modern luxuries we have now were not even thought of hundreds of years ago, and they would be shocked to hear us complain, right? So just learn some history when you travel, wherever you go, and it will help to keep you grateful and humble. Something that occurred to me that really surprised me is when you travel, you learn how to travel, which is funny, right? Because there's a skill in traveling. It's a skill in and of itself. I read up on everything I thought before I left, and I thought I was really well prepared. My son had given me advice. I watched all these TikTok videos and YouTube videos about how to be prepared and what to buy and what to wear. And there were still some things that I would have done differently and that I learned. And I travel a lot in the United States, so I feel like I'm pretty good at navigating the airports, getting on and off planes, transferring myself from you know the airports to hotels. I'm pretty good at all of that. But even as an experienced traveler, this trip challenged my skills. And as I went through it, my confidence grew and I became more able to adapt. I, one thing I learned was try not to haul heavy bags, which I kind of knew ahead of time, but I still obviously packed a little too much. And the trains and the cobblestone streets don't allow for all that. And luckily my son was with me and with the, the rest of us and he had to kind of hoist all our bags on and off the trains and sometimes help us get them up the hills. Um, but it was, it was a lesson on how to kind of back off a little bit on the packing. Also, I learned that backpacks and crossbody bags are great. They're very handy. I learned that it was a good thing I didn't bring my big mom purse. I left the mom purse at home and I was glad that I did. And the last thing that I didn't do, which I wish I would have, is leave some extra space for things that you buy. My suitcase was pretty much packed to the rafters, very meticulously packed. And so I had to buy an extra suitcase or duffel bag when I was on my last leg of the trip in Venice because I could no longer close my suitcase. Even with the expanded zipper released, it just wouldn't close. I couldn't get my stuff back in and I bought too much. So anyway, I learned that lesson. And the last thing that I want to share about share with you, the last idea that I have about traveling, is that traveling makes you appreciate all the world's people just as people. And people are the most precious things that we have in life. So we need to continue to meet them, develop love for their cultures, the different lifestyles, other religions, other histories, because if we can appreciate other people and appreciate our differences, we're less likely to be judgy and judge. And it's less depressing. We can become more accepting and we become more kind, which is part of what makes our life rewarding. Kindness and acceptance. That is a power that we can use to make our lives better and more rewarding. And smiling, smiling at people. That was just a little thing that I learned that even when I couldn't talk, I couldn't pronounce the language, I did, got my words wrong. If I just smiled and had a kind look on my face, everybody was so helpful. So when you get back to your real life after a trip, 
remember that lesson the most because you're going to go back to work, you're going to be faced with all kinds of people in your veterinary life, and if you can just accept them for who they are and just be grateful that you have the opportunity to learn from them, your life will be so much better. Travel is a great teacher. It pulls you out of your comfort zone and challenges you to change. So if you have a chance, any chance, do a little bit of traveling. It doesn't have to be exotic. It doesn't have to be far away or expensive. You just have to do it. Learn something new. Get some, challenge, get, get some new observation. Something that challenges you and it will change you. If you have any lessons or stories from your own travels that you're willing to share with me or with our other listeners, please send them to me in an email. I'd love to share it. I'd love to do another another podcast on travel and just tell some stories about my traveling this summer, um, some other trips that I've had in the past because there's a lot of those stories, right? And I'd love to gather more travel lessons that I can share on the podcast because travel lessons are just life lessons after all, right? So send them them to me in an email, jacapeldvm at gmail.com. Also, if you have any cool photos that you want to share, I'd love that too, because I definitely want to plan more travel for myself and my family. And if there's any interesting places that I haven't been, I'd love to hear about it from you. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please share it with a friend, um, one of your veterinary friends, or even non-veterinary friends. And then give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please. I love those. I love to read them, and they definitely help get the podcast out to other people. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, which I am trying to become more active on. There's quite a few of my interview podcasts there if you haven't seen them and you like to watch them. So go there, just look up Veterinary Life Coach, and you'll find me and subscribe. I'd love that. So please let me hear from all of you soon and have a beautiful week. Bye.